I want to welcome everyone uh, back to Mining City Minutes. This will be our third edition, and I'm going to welcome Mark Neri, our Public Works Director, today uh, as we talk about all things public works. And uh, just a little background, you know, uh, Mark and I are from the class in 1984, Butte Central. So it's a kind of a reunion of sorts as we come together, working together in Butte Silver Bow. And it's been a pleasure to work with Mark over the time. But, you know, what we're going to do today is kind of talk about what is public works? What, what do what do we do? What are, the, what are the functions of public works? And so I'll let Mark kind of chime in on that. Welcome, Mark. Well, thanks, JP. Glad to be here. Uh, public works entails more than just road works. Uh, we also take care of all the water transmission, distribution, the dams. Our Metro Sewer, we take all care of all the collection systems with Metro Sewer, landfill. We have Silver Lake, which is our industrial water source that supplies all the industrial water to Montana resources and the users in the Tiffid. And we actually run transmissions mains clear from the Big Hole River all the way into town. And from the Molten, which is north of town, all the transmission lines come down from that. We maintain all of that and all out of Basin Creek. We have a, a huge area that we maintain it. And what we talk about a lot is we had the infrastructure for 100,000 people and we're trying to maintain it on a budget with 35,000 people paying taxes. It's, it's, a, it's a huge area, but we have we have good crews out there doing the best they can and trying to take care of things. And we also have landfill under public works and transportation. So all the bus lines and, and all the, the landfill and garbage and Parks and Rec, if we want to get right down to it. Parks and Rec is under public works, but we have a director under Parks and Rec to pretty much take care of everything. And they ask me for help if they need it. Public Works, you know, if you look at it, it's the biggest department that we have, and we got a number of great leaders with, within the Public Works that, uh, you know, take care of treatment plants with the Basin Creek Treatment Plant, Molten Reservoir Treatment Plant, and then also uh, Big Hole Water Treatment Plant as well. And then you talk about the Metro Treatment Plant, and, and, you know, some of the endeavors that we've taken on just over the last couple of years with Rocker Water and Sewer. That was a big project that we were able to get done, utilizing some of the monies that we got from ARPA, and it also took some public work out of public works. Yeah, and that was a, another big addition, which they talked about that for years, and then all of a sudden it kind of came to fruition. As a matter of fact, we made the last payment maybe this month. So it's all online and the lift station's working and all of the rocker sewers no longer going to the lagoons out behind town pump. It's all coming to Butte Silver Bow. And it's kind of a unique project because we're utilizing a line that was already in place that we used to send our sludge and effluent water all the way out by the drive-in out in Silver Bow where we had a sod farm. That line being in place it eliminated a lot of the digging and installing new sewer lines back to Butte. It's a good project and the one thing about Rocker, their whole board, they were getting elderly and Alfred uh, Malioni, he headed this up and this was a project that he wanted to see complete. Poor Albert died last year before it was complete, but it, it got taken off his hands and that was kind of his dream to get sewage coming back to Butte Silver Bowl and for us to take over the water system. And that's all in place now and working well. We've installed all new meters to all the users out in Rocker so far. Things have been going, going good. You know, like we talk about, it's such a huge undertaking and different things get thrown at you day to day. You know, as we look at the weather today, you know, it's 19 below outside and, and uh, we got snow and, you know, we've had a pretty mild winter so far, but public works has to be flexible too, because, you know, things get thrown at us, whether it's weather or if it's a, a line breakage on the sewer line or on the water lines or freezing up, they have to be pretty fluid. It's kind of a unique season we're having right now. We haven't had any snow and usually our road crews are picking up snow every day and we haven't had it but we've actually been doing dirt work 
right up until last week. We bought some property north of our, our shop because, as you know, BRW, where our crusher site was, is Arco property. It's part of the cleanup, so we have to move out of there. So we actually did all the, we had scrapers and dozers out there, and we did all the leveling of the pad, and we put a milled surface down on it, and we're moving stockpiles in there as we speak. So it's been good for us, but it's kind of a weird season. We're not really used to not having snow or running sanders or, or stuff like that right now. So it is kind of a weird season this year. Mark and I, we meet quite often in a number of meetings and Public Works is very involved in Superfund as well. And the connection between uh, departments really matters as well as, as Mark just alluded to that beat reduction works is where, you know, we used to have our crusher and, and um, asphalt plant and things like that. And that's our co-property and we've moved out of there. But we also have to work in coordination with the Superfund projects and and what that all looks like. Butte's pretty unique in having to work, you know, not only just taking care of public structure, we're having to work through the Superfund issues as well. And can you talk about the connection between Superfund and, and the public works? Yep. A lot of our infrastructure is running through these areas that need to be cleaned up. So it's a lot of coordination between AR and Butte Silver Bow. And a lot of the structure is 60 to 80 years old. So it's brittle in some areas, but some of these areas we've worked together, we did a lot of inspecting of our lines through the, the wetlands and, and Grove Gulch last year and pipes that were in there were in good shape as the, the new stuff we're going to put in. So we let, we we did leave those in place. We're sure that they're going to be fine, you know, through this cleanup and stuff too. But there is a lot of uh, coordination, especially like with our roads. They want us to look at our roads before and have an inventory of what our roads look like, where the halls are going to be. There will be some halls on our road, hopefully not a lot, but there will be some. And we had to take into consideration and take a good inventory on where they're going to run all their trucks. They'll take care of the roads if they damage them at all. There is a lot of infrastructure. It's a big area that they're cleaning up and we do have a lot of utilities that run through there. So they coordinate with us quite a bit. Yeah, no, and, and, you know, you need to have that open communication and dialogue and, and uh, you know, a lot of times those are on everyday basis where, you know, they need to make a call and say where they're going to be impacting, what they might be looking at and, and being able to have that. And I know that uh, we've got really good communication with Public Works with our uh, Superfund Division or the Department of Reclamation and Environmental Services, as we call it now, um, with Eric Kassler. And as we say, we have technical meetings where we talk about that internally and, and coordinate those efforts. And those things are all happening along the way as, as you talk about with the huge department that, that you're running. We've, you know, the ARPA dollars that, that were allocated to Butte Silver Bow too. One of the things that I think that uh, Butte Silver Bow and with the Public Works Department, we've done extremely well is we had projects ready to go so that we could uh, apply for more ARPA dollars within Butte Silver Bow that otherwise would fall on the taxpayers here. We were able to get some of these grants that are going to fix some of those projects. And so I'd like for you to, you know, kind of talk to the listeners, talk to them a little bit about those projects that we have coming on that were uh, awarded through the ARPA dollars. I'm not sure what the grand total is, but we uh, benefited from the ARPA, as JP said, because we were ready for these projects. We have a we have a couple of projects down at Metro. One is the solids handling, which will eliminate a. It's an area of the cleaning of our sanitary sewer that uses a lot of water and a lot of energy. That this will cut that in half and it'll make it a lot better outcome. That just on that project right there, that was 5.2 million alone. We have a metro reuse that we're looking into to where 
we'll reuse some of our clean water to maybe sprinkle Stodden Park, Copper Mountain, and a couple cemeteries. That project was 3.2. The Basin Creek Dam, that's a big project, and it's uh, the top 13 feet of the dam was kind of an, an addition and it's all deteriorating. So we used $2.5 million of ARPA funds towards that project. We're a little shy still on the money on that one, but that, that was another good one. The molten filter replacement at our molten treatment plant, that project was 7.2 million. And then we had uh, the molten dam itself was 2.8 and the West Side Storm, which will eliminate a lot of storm lines that are running underneath houses up on the West Side, that was 1.3. And that was all ARPA. Then we did get an EDA grant because we were ready of $4.5 million on uh, Silver Lake upgrades with our pump house at Silver Lake and an upgrade at our Tiffid pump station too. We benefited a lot from ARPA. Yeah, no, it, it, it's fantastic. And, you know, we, we were able to utilize some of our local dollars that were given to us as match and, uh, and be able to leverage that, having projects ready to go. And, and, you know, we talk about Silver Lake and Silver Lake. What is the importance of Silver Lake to us? Well, that's an industrial water source. Of course, it, it is a source of water that feeds Montana resources, but it also feeds the Montana Connections uh, Park. But the infrastructure at, at Silver Lake is old. You know, we're talking pumps from the 60s, you know, back when you and I were born and yeah. we're not young men anymore. <laughs> um, and the energy that is used there and this will, the, the money that's being used there will help with that infrastructure to make sure that we have that industrial water. And can you tell us other beneficial uses of what Silver Lake does for us? Like you were saying in Montana Connections, it's our fire suppression for all that uh, area out there. We do have a domestic water line out there, but it's only for potable. We can't use it for fire suppression. The Silver Lake is, is unique out there for all the fire suppression that we have out there. Like you were saying, it, it's a big plus for REC. They use it for their cooling towers as well as Montana resources. But we're talking about the pumps at Silver Lake. They're 1960s vintage and they're either on or off and they draw a lot of power. And that's one of the things is they're going to put variable speed pumps in there. There's a there's a benefit to Warm Springs Creek if we can get our intake fixed. It'll be cooler water letting out of the Silver Lake, which will benefit the fish in the late later part of the years. The benefits all benefit Butte Silver Bow that come out of Silver Lake. Just for all the, you know, we have a lot of people still looking for property in Montana Connections and Silver Lake water is kind of what they're looking for, whether it's part of their process or in their system for cooling or whatever. So it is a, it's a great asset to have and we have to take care of it. And we, we have about 16 miles of steel line that is in good shape, but we got to start looking at it. It runs from Mill Creek Highway to Ramsey, and it hasn't been touched. It's 34-inch pipe. We've had a couple leaks on it, but the pipe's in pretty good shape right now, but that's kind of where we're going to turn our focus next. Since we finished the big hole transmission line, we're going to start looking at the Silver Lake line now. Yeah, that's it's such a fantastic asset that uh, that I don't know if a lot of people in Butte Silver Bowl realize uh, the asset that Silver Lake water is. As they said, you know, uh, whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting, and and that that really is true because it, water is a huge commodity and, and will allow us to grow in our industrial area. And so we we're making sure that we're protecting that asset out at Silver Lakes. It, it's one of those things, and you talked about the Clark Fork and our ability that we've uh, worked with uh, NRD 
DEP to release some water um, a couple years back. And so the upgrades that we're doing there is going to help with the telemetry and understanding what our flows are and how much water we have available and the need for our use and what we may be able to release to help the Clark Fork down the road. And so all of those things go hand in hand. We want to work with the local natural resources and uh, benefit the environment, but we also have to protect the asset and, and the needs of our community first. And I uh, want to commend the work that you know everybody in the public works. Uh, you've got some unheralded uh, people that you work with day to day that do a lot of the yeoman's work um, for us when we talk about grant reporting, grants, you know, writing grants and stuff. Could you kind of speak about some of those people that you have in your office? Yeah. So the, especially the grants, I mean, that's been the big thing for the last couple of years, but Shelly Cleverly, which is, she's in community development. She's a, she's a trooper. She does a great job and she keeps us all on our toes. Angie Mulliken in, in public work, she's our grant analyst, but then you have the finance and budget crew that Danette and Karen and Danny and Kate, I'm probably missing some, but they're all, all of them are on these committees that we're on. We sit in on all the updates and they're sitting in on the designs and everything else. But yeah, the, they, without their knowledge and their drive, we might not have this because it, you can't put it on one person. It takes a, it takes a village, but everybody has stepped up in this project, all these projects and it, it's been great. Yeah. And Jim Cambich also, Jim's been a, especially with the EDA grant with, uh, Silver Lake, Jim's been a big asset to us too. Yeah, it, he's he's been fantastic. He, I kind of put him on on point on Silver Lake, you know, and his knowledge of the whole Butte Water System and the Butte Water Company and and when Butte Silver Bow kind of took that over, you know, he's like a, a dog on a bone once we got him going on that. He had so many uh, connections and understanding of that and connections within EDA that got us to the right people and talking to them. And also, you know, we, we work with our legislators um, locally to help us with some of the funding that we we needed um, big projects that we talk about that that affect public works too is you know the fire mitigation around Basin Creek Reservoir and and what that impact is going to be up around there and you know I, I don't want to go into deep detail about it but can you kind of touch on what's going on up around the Basin Creek Reservoir? Yeah, so about three years ago we knew about the timber, all the timber down around the reservoir, but we really didn't know where to go or what to do or who to talk to. I mean, you know, we talked to the Forest Service, but their hands are tied. They got a they got a big problem throughout the whole state. So I went on a trip and we had Tim Leahy and a group from the from the Forest Service and Jim Keenan and I, we were the first ones up to the upper reservoir and we shut off the side by side and I could hear those guys talking on their way up. I could hear one of them say, man, I didn't know it was this bad up here because nobody can get up there because it's off limits. But anyway, it kind of got brought to their attention, but in the same thing, it just has to go in the hopper and it, it might not. But then uh, Senator Tester found out about it. 60% of our drinking water comes from this reservoir. And if a fire ever started up there, we'd eliminate Basin Creek because our treatment plant doesn't take ash out of the way. It can't treat ash. We'd be in trouble. Anyway, that's just kind of sparked something here. And next thing you know, this got moved up to the top of the list. And uh, for the past four years, Jim Keenan, our treatment plant superintendent, he's been going after grant money to do cleanup just on, around our property. And we've had uh, we've had two different groups bid the job. Last year, we had a group of 11 Hondurans. There was a company out of Helena, but I mean, they did a fantastic job up there. They just clean everything up and stack it up. We just got another job awarded last week. And I think Jim met with a lady from the Forest Service that was gonna flag off an area for this group to go up and cut. 
So they're going to do that. And we're just going to keep on moving around the reservoir. But we're thinking logging could start around the reservoir this summer. They did uh, they did some widening. That, that road is very narrow around the reservoir. They went up and they did some blasting and they're going to do some widening. On, they want to get log trucks up there and get it turned around. So uh, Great West is doing a road design to get the trucks up there to a turnaround area. So it's going to go within the next few years and it's going to hopefully we'll have the fire problem eliminated it can't be eliminated total but if we could get some of it out of there it'll be better yeah i know in a future edition we're going to bring jim keenan in and really kind of talk about the details of that i know that you know when i was the parks and rec director and we were talking about opening up basin kirk reservoir for recreational fishing based on the lost uh recreation you you lose because of the superfund cleanup and things that needed to be in so restoration dollars the intent was to try to open up the Basin Creek Reservoir for fishing because you have um, the cutthroat trout up there that are native and, and it's a great source. But the danger of opening up to the public in a fire up there and, and Jim Erdenehy and Jim Keenan really brought it to my attention when I first was in the Parks and Rec side of it, but then taking over as chief executive and then really making it a, a priority. And we went over to Helena and visited the Chesman Reservoir there where they did a similar project there. But uh, Jim Keenan has turned into our local forester for, you know, we don't have one in, in local government, but he's really uh, educated himself. Tim Leahy out of the uh, out of the Forest Service has been fantastic. And then they've, um, you know, Jim working with Shelly Cleverly, we've gotten some DNRC grants that allowed for us to do work prior to the Forest Service doing work up there and, and the BLM and, you know, bringing all parties together. And uh, one of the fantastic things, and I'll, I'll end it with this, was uh, Jim Keenan did a drone footage up around there and we were able to show that drone footage and that brought attention statewide, nationwide, Senator Tester and then to the U.S. Forest Service leadership and you know all of those things worked in conjunction and I, I can't thank those people enough and especially you know Jim Keenan his his passion and desire to get that done but it's really protecting our most needed water source because our, our community wouldn't go dry it went down for a while but it would cost the the taxpayers and and everybody so much more if we had a major fire up there and as you said, we can't say that there'll never be a fire, but we can make sure that the fire that we may have up in that area does not have that detrimental effect. Right. And like you talked about opening it up for recreation, we tried it for one summer and the big sign on the on the fence heading in there said no fires. And the first week there was two campfires up there right at the right at the reservoir. So that really you know, made you think a little playing around or whatever and, and spark a fire. That's when we, we decide to close it down. And, and I'm sure we'll probably revisit it after the logging in three or four years. But as of right now, we have to protect our water, water source. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's the highest priority. And, and as I said, this, this became one of my highest priorities. Uh, the water systems in our, in our community, Silver Lake water system, uh, big hole, you know, the transmission line. And then also when you talk about Basin Creek Reservoir, all of these projects, um, it protects the asset. It also protects the taxpayers and trying to keep the rates low and, and by utilizing grant dollars has helped us with that. So, you know, Mark, all I can say is thank you for everything that you and your crew do. I'm going to start bringing in guys from different divisions within the public works and they can kind of talk in specifics, but we got just great leaders um, uh, that are running a lot of these divisions. They, they're kind of the un 
unheralded heroes of our community. Yeah. And I, and I throw thanks out too to all my supervisors. You know, Tom Loggins is the road department. Tom's going to retire in two months. He'll be, his, his knowledge will be missed. Justin Thatcher is the superintendent at the maintenance and construction at Metro Sewer. Bill Andrini is superintendent of the wastewater treatment plant. You got Jim Keenan that, or he's the superintendent of the water treatment plants, which there's three of them in, in that huge area also that I talked about. Jerry Carpenter that runs the shop. I forgot to mention the shop is under public works also. Cheddar went at the landfill. And then uh, Mark Powers was a longtime supervisor for the water company. Mark retired in November. And Larry Hancock took uh, Mark's spot there. And Larry just, he's only been in a couple of weeks, but he's doing a great job so far and, and he'll do good. And then like you have Corey Johns with the transit. I mean, I, like I say, there's so many people that make my job easier and I rely on them too. And, and I, I'm thankful to have them. Yeah, and, and as you said, Parks and Rec is, is technically underneath you as well, and, and Ed Hurd right now is is interim director down there, and we'll be looking for a new director and uh, sure that he'll apply, and, and we look forward to, to those. But uh, as we said, Public Works connects to every department, and we don't do any of this work in isolation. It isn't uh, Public Works department is, is working alone, but it's a big it's a big department that has a lot of hats, and so I, I just want to thank you for your leadership. You make my job easier as we move forward. Um, we look forward to getting some of these projects done and, and really showcase the taxpayers what we're doing. And I want to thank you. And one thing that I really like is how we're all one team. And, you know, I mean, it's with everybody with finance and budget, community development, and, and everybody, you know, all the divisions work together now. We have these these meetings where even like with our planning department, you know, we meet and we're all in the same room we're not you know one against the other and i think it's i think it's working very well well i appreciate that mark keep up with the good work and hopefully we only have one cold snap this year but yeah. uh, we're hoping for a little more snow in the mountains so if we get a little more snow we'll deal with that too so if any on our arpa projects if anybody has any questions or want it, wants any more information you can go to a butte silver bows website or you can email me at mneary at bsb.mt.gov or my office number is uh, 497-6519. Fantastic. So on our next episode, I'm going to bring in Eric Kassler as uh, the Department of Reclamation and Environmental Services, and we'll start talking about all things Superfund. So look forward to the next podcast, and uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.